完璧などありえないこの世界は不完全だから美しいバカバカバカ何俺は海賊王になる待ってなんと恋しさなの力を渡した時に言ったことを覚えているかいクレ違うそこじゃない変態遅い Hello and welcome to More Than Hentai, a podcast that is here to show you that anime is far more than just tentacles and catgirls. There's also countless stories of love, loss, laughs, hope, horror, and happiness that are just dying to be found. And I, Brendan White, the salt and pepper senpai, am here to help you find them. More Than Hentai is proudly powered by 8bit.net and Audio Technica. Go upgrade your audio game today over at audiotechnica.com. And joining me on this episode is quite possibly the most genuine human being on planet Earth. In between fatherhood, keeping people's finances in order, and chasing the occasional Crown Royale on Fortnite, he also pushes through more blue than Petro Sivanaseva on his brilliant mental health podcast known as Pushing Through Blue. He's got a love of comedy and drama when it comes to his viewing habits, and a few of his personal anime favorites are Dragon Ball Z. Demon Slayer, Death Note, and My Hero Academia. You can find him on them socials at Dane Peavy. Dane Peavy, my good man, welcome to the Riverside Studio. How might you be doing? Mate, what an intro. Holy mac and cheese, mate. Thank you so much. Senpai Brendan. Wow. Good job, man. I don't know if that's what they call me, but that's what it's, at least I'm calling myself at the moment. Mate, so, and, uh, and I am in your humble house, so I appreciate that. Thank you for having me. Wow, what a Sugoi intro. And what a great uh, what a great uh, intro song. That was awesome. That really got me vibing. Loving it. Yeah, there's, there's a couple of really good drops there. I tried to stay true and avoid any sort of dub-based drops and just keep it all traditional. Keep it all traditional voiceover work there. And uh, just curious to see if anyone's able to sort of pick... It doesn't need to be like specifically what they're saying, but maybe it might trigger a memory and know some of the shows that those drops might be assigned to. Do you care to take a guess if any of any of those where they might have come from? Oh, mate! All I heard was "baka baka baka," which I think <laughs> if you've if you've watched enough anime, you're hearing "sugoi" and "baka," and you know what those mean. So it's great. They are very common, but no, there's a there's a bit of my hero love in there. Love there's a bit of Naruto. Um, just some good stuff. There yeah. was a, a Food Wars one in there. That ah, I know nice. You also Another one that you recommended. Good one, man. Yeah, but um, it's it's good to have you here because you've sort of been one of the one of the drivers that probably got me back into the the world of anime. You and you and Benny and Nato were sort of three guys that I was talking to pretty infrequently uh, in relation to anime over the last probably five or six years, and and hearing hearing some shows getting gushed about or. You know, thinks you need to check this out or watch this and i'm just like nah nah whatever else i got stuff other stuff to do but uh that persistence and that just general positivity paid off and i'm i'm back and so yeah in a way you're like the one of the founding fathers of this podcast because you made it happen indirectly oh mate like the thing with anime as you fully aware the universe is so huge so you really do take those recommendations from people and i'm so happy and it makes me smile so much to hear all your love for anime uh, you absolutely are a library of recommendations, my friend, and you've given me so much over the last, I don't know, <laughs> couple of months, even this one that we're going to talk about today that I'm, uh, you know, and I'm so grateful for that, man. You've really opened my eyes to things that I would not be looking at. You know, I would definitely be scrolling past, but I'm so glad I dived in. 
there, there is so much out there, like you said, and it's just a constant influx on every good platform, especially, you know, obviously Crunchy is, Crunchyroll is the place to be these days Ooh. for probably 95% of all, all reputable anime on planet Earth almost. And just the daily updates you jump on and it's like whether it be new episodes to shows you're familiar with or just you know when the new season like as in the the calendar season drops and it's like here's here's another dozen new shows that have dropped today like with their first episode and then the next day it's like here's another 10 brand new shows for 2023 it's like oh my god i'm so overwhelmed but i'm so excited oh it is and a lot of these ones are a time sink so if you really haven't if you've only just discovered one series you know that might have been going on for for so many years like these big players are um you know you've really got to be you know careful as to like sort of how you invest your time and hence why you sort of ask for recommendations from other people you know and you take it you know with your own sort of style as to what you really mm-hmm. like as well so you know uh, but, but it's all good. Like the, the world of anime, I love it. You know, it's always been a part of, you know, what I've enjoyed, you know, watching. And I think if anything, I've sort of been getting more into the manga side of things, which I've been loving too. You know, the little things that you sort of miss within the anime, but they both have such powerful plays when you watch and read them. So it's so good. I completely agree. And um, if, if we sort of may, maybe take a step down uh, memory lane with yourself and maybe you could give us your history with anime, like where where did you first take that plunge into this brilliant world? Any notable sort of classic hits that sort of pulled you through and has just managed to hold you ever since? Like, uh, yeah, what's what's the anime history with Dane? Uh, I think I think for most people, if, if you know me and you followed me for a little bit, or we've had chats, you know I'm I'm real deep deep into uh, Dragon Ball Z. I think that that's really what sort of got my claws into it. So uh, I'm an '86 kid, so grew up on Cheese TV. You know, through uh, you know high school, you know every morning there watching Dragon Ball Z. You know, I was one of those kids like many that probably listening to this that was you know suffered the freezer saga at the hands of every day the grind of watching <laughs> this thing go on you know with planet namek about to explode that seemed to go on for at least 2 to 3 months for us uh, before you know good old goku did what we knew he was going to do and turn super saiyan but uh yeah dragon ball z w- w- really got me into it you know um and we all know like how big is dragon ball z it's massive i never watched dragon ball in the sense of completing it um dragon ball gt well, look, we all sort of know how we feel about that one there. Uh, and Super, the fact that Super keeps going as well, I'm loving that and I cannot wait to see that come back. So like, so Dragon Ball Z was a big one for me. But then I guess like the like it really opened my eyes with, you know, anime not just being about Pokemon, Dragon Ball Z and these sort of ones there, but you could actually go into different emotions and different themes. So like I think the biggest change for me is when I shifted into Death Note. I think Death Note was a big turning point. They were mm-hmm. like, wow, this is anime and this is dark and I love the writing and I love the feelings that this creates, you know. Um, and then so like from from Death Note, it really opened me up to an avenue of like different styles of anime. Yeah, like more ma- more mature yeah, storytelling. Yeah, right? 100%. So like I, I felt like I just, you know, because growing up with the Pokemon, you know, sort of era and, I mean, like the earliest one as a young kid. Like, do you ever watch? I don't know if it's really an anime, but you watch ever watch Samurai Pizza Cats? Does anyone know? Yeah, Samurai I, Pizza Cats? I think if it got, I reckon if it got animated in Japan, definitely. But that was one of the first ones I ever remember. I used to love yeah. the the orange and white Samurai Pizza Cat. That was his like little yeah. armor set that he wore. Can't remember any of the names, but he was a banger. Yeah, yeah, like that. Like when I look at anime, because I was a big Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles kid, and yeah. like so, so Japanese cartoons, anime. I'd reckon that was that's my earliest. Like that's my earliest memory. 
Um, I don't know where I would have watched it. I don't know whether it was aggro or somewhere else, uh, but that's as early as, as I had. But I've like, you know, so, so since Dragon Ball and Death Note, like, you know, then it flowed on to like Naruto. And so Naruto like, is a massive time sink in there. Full disclosure and Naruto and, and um, Nato, I'm sorry, mate. I, it's not going to happen. Please stop <laughs> messaging me, mate. It's not going to happen. I, I haven't gotten into One Piece. I've watched, I've watched a fair bit of it. I think I, I think a lot of us are giving it a go, but it's just I don't have the time. I can't do. I can't catch up. I'm so sorry, Nato. But like, I love Demon Slayer. You know, I love all the Studio Ghibli's. Uh, and more recently, I've like watched the Chainsaw Man. Um, uh, but like again, as you said, My Hero Academia. You know that sort of thing that flows on, sort of similar theme. Like you know, with your Naruto's, with your Dragon Ball. It's all like backstories of uh, you know either superheroes or it's uh, people that they invest a lot of time into. Um, you know, a lot of backstories, fillers, unfortunately. Um, but, you know, like it, it all creates that emotional story that they, you know, embed in these stories and characters. Um, Spyverse, uh, Spy X Family, Vin, getting back into Vinland Saga, um, Nato actually recommended me that one. Season, so season two, two is out now, out. Yeah. yeah. So catching up on that. Um, but, yeah, then there's definitely been a few that you've uh, more recently recommended to me. And um, uh, it's and, I've, and that's taken me on another journey, the slice of life journey that I thought I wouldn't be going down, but I love it. I, I'm very happy that uh, you, you're such a fan of that subgenre because, yes, yeah, slice of life, it can go any which way as far as it can be lighthearted and funny and cutesy, or it can be really emotionally powerful and heartbreaking. Yeah. And you've watched a few gems that uh, I've also adored. And uh, yeah, you're also now sort of reading similar sort of slice of life uh, related manga as well. So uh, it's nice that you've got a nice broad tasting palette there you've got some shonen you've got some darker sort of more you know borderline horror supernatural with death note and then you've got um yeah some some slice of life greatness whittled in there as well amongst a very diverse watching list you've got there yeah and i know there's so much more out there but i just i like just like testing it tasting it and just uh enjoying it and i think that's the thing with anime like you really can't take it too seriously you know and anime is not supposed to be taken like that um, especially like with obviously the, uh, the story and, and, uh, show that we're going to be talking about today for sure. Yeah. It's, it's certainly, uh, a lot more lighter in tone in comparison to some of the stuff out there. And that's, that's the good thing with, with anime, especially and it sort of weaves nicely into the, the concept or the premise of this show is where we're going to sort of do a singular deep dive on one particular anime IP. We're going to be focusing on that first episode in broad detail here so there will be spoilers listeners if you haven't haven't watched it there will be some things spoiled from episode one we will never spoil the entirety of a season we will never spoil those big plot points and twists we're just going to sort of deep dive on episode one give you a bit of a a backstory and our opinions on, on what we thought of the show. Is it worth watching? Did it hook us? The good, the bad and everything else in between. So the, the title in focus that we've got today is a fantastic anime which is called Love After World Domination and it is an action comedy romance and it was a manga series written by Hiroshi Noda and illustrated by Takahiro Wakamatsu was serialized in Monthly Shonen Magazine from October 2019 through to November of uh, 2022 and has since been collected into six Tonkabon volumes an anime adaptation by project number nine uh, aired from april to june of 2022 across 12 episodes and it currently holds a score of 7.46 on my anime list and that is based on 78,000 unique user reviews and the synopses of love after world domination is as follows 
Fudo Akihawa and Desami Magahara have just started dating, but no one is allowed to know. Nicknamed Red Gelato, Fudo is the leader of Gelato 5, a group of heroes dedicated to protecting Japan. On the other hand, the Reaper Princess Desami is one of the combatant leaders of Gecko, an evil secret society bent on world domination and considered Gelato 5's greatest foe. As they pretend to be mortal enemies, Fudo and Desami sneak away from battle to spend time together. Despite their inexperience with romance, Fudo and Desami strive to make their relationship work while avoiding suspicion from their comrades. With their loyalties divided between each other and their respective sides, the couple will have to stay on guard if they want to keep their love a secret from the rest of the world. So, Love After World Domination, fantastic little ditty, only came out in 2022. We've got 12 episodes available at time of recording. Dane, what was your initial thoughts? What was your feelings on Love After World Domination with this first episode, which is called I Love You, is episode one. Uh, how cute is it? It is so, so cute. cute. I remember I watching this episode and I just couldn't help but smile. And I and even just watching at the very start, I'm like, okay, I'm like, okay, all right, I get it. So I'm pretty much I'm seeing a strong theme to Power Rangers here. All right. Someone really enjoyed it. Real throwback. You know, it is a comedy romance. Um, but mate, it had me smiling. Uh, and I just kept thinking, this is so cute. Uh, it, it, I, I really enjoyed the first episode. Yeah, it's um, it's adorable. Like like you said, it's super cute, super heartwarming. Uh, it's super relatable in a way. Like obviously, neither of us are, are budding Power Rangers or members of the Gelato Five or of the Evil Team Gecko. But mm. like, it made me think a lot back to my teenage years or those first sort of dates you go on or those first you know teen romances and trying to navigate all that awkwardness and uncertainty is like what do I say? What do I do? How do I go on a date? What yeah. do I talk about on the date? So it was very much relatable as far as watching, watching these two bumble their way through this, this first love. Like, yeah, Fudo is adorable. He's the, uh, yeah, the stereotypical red Ranger. If you want to say yep. he's the, the leader of gelato five. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, Desami being the, I guess you could say like one of the, the hottest, fastest rising generals in the, the evil gecko overlord yeah. army yep. as, as, uh, the Reaper princess, you know, some of the characters got great, great sort of names or, or nicknames by the way. They really do. But yeah, it's, it's a super cute opening. Like the, the episode starts up with them on a date. They've been sort of officially dating for about a week at this time. This yeah. is date number three in a week. So I appreciate the, uh, the consistency here of this romance that they're trying to uh to grow and yeah Desami is there and she she's baked some homemade cookies for for Fudo That's and it. yeah yeah and he's you know eating them and he's and he's eternally happy and, and gushing and and the emotions are just pouring out of these two characters and then the awkwardness over the top of that that just gets laid in constantly is fantastic because uh Fudo sort of proposes to Desami he's like you know what I think it's time we hold hands. Yeah, that's- and she's like, "What? Are we what ready? are you talking about? Are we ready? That's moving too fast." Yeah, yeah, and yeah. She's yeah. freaking out, and he's like, "You know, I've done all this research. I've been looking online, and all these yeah, people say you should be holding hands between yeah. date two and three. Yeah. And so they try to do that, and she freaks out, and she's like, "No, nah, slow down. You're moving too fast. This is too much for me." And then the battle between good and evil props up immediately. And they've got to act like they're fighting yeah. because one of Gelato Five are like, oh shit, you know, what's going on? We've got to get Reaper Princess. Oh. And then the battle and the hilarity just follows from there. It's so funny that like when the episode starts even, like you've got this battle going on. It's almost like 
So the battle's going on down on the ground. And so you've got like the, the gecko crew, so which has pretty much got the bear. I love the bear, by the way. Um, yeah, so the- Culverin Bear is such a great character. <laughs> He's so good. I feel by that, that first episode, I'm so feeling so bad for him because meanwhile, while Fudo and Desimu are up on this hill trying to work out the blind leading the blind with this relationship that's just starting, you've got like the, the goons are down there with the bear fighting, you know, the rest of the uh, the um, Gelato Five. Um, and, and yeah, and meanwhile, they have like, they're thinking these two, uh, Fudo and, um, Decimi are out there fighting. I mean, they're, they're just up on a hill, just trying to work out, yeah. you know, the date. Having a and, cute little date. Yeah, having a cute little date there. And meanwhile, like the, you know, the, the bad guys never win. It's the same sort of story, but then, you know, the, one of the, the, the good guys sort of pops their head up, up the top of the hill. How are you guys trying? And all of a sudden, you know, they're, they're at it fighting again. Or I think, is it the first episode where they're talking about, yeah, the holding the hands. And so yeah. they're like, oh, should we do it? Should we do it? And then they end up getting worked out like, yep, yeah, what are they doing up there? One of them comes up and they end up just holding the hands anyway because they're fighting. Yeah, because they have a battle and they're like holding yeah, each other yeah, back like, you know, Im- immovable force versus unbreakable object type of thing. And they're like, Ugh! and then uh, I think it was Misaki who was the the yellow uh, member of Gelato 5. Yeah. She's like, oh, yep, you've got this. I'm going to go back down yeah, and yeah, yeah. You know, okay. take down Culver and Bear. Yeah. And then they stop fake fighting and then they're like, oh, we've done it. We're holding hands. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look we've at us it. growing up. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Nah, it's a very, very cute episode. Yeah, it's, it's super cute. And then from there, after they sort of, Managed to hold hands. Decimi jots that down in her diary, makes a note of the date and what happened. And it was, you know, super damn cute. And then we get sort of a pivot, uh, like a flashback to a week earlier when this romance, I guess, initially came to be. And Mm. and we meet Gelato 5 and they introduce, like, obviously, we've got the five different Gelato members. We've got, um, it's funny because they do the intro, like, just like Power Rangers. They they say their name and their color and it's like, you know, uh, Fudo's like, strawberry, the flavor of justice. Yeah. And then there's... Uh, <laughs> yeah, super campy. Yeah, yeah. And then the Blue Ranger or the Blue Gelato 5 member. I love that they're all flute, uh, like, well, there's three fruits, one nut, and then he's soda. Like, he's like, soda, the flavor of courage. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I don't know really what that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they've given him the theme of, like, he's supposed to be the ladies' man, so he's trying to chase all the girls, but the girl's like, nah, 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 go away, mate. I like... um. What's the green one? The green one is pistachio. Oh, pistachio. pistachio. The flavor of peace. Yeah, yeah. I actually like him. I like, I actually like the green. I actually like the green one. I like, I like the backstory. He's sort of that like strong, silent type sort of thing. And then uh, I like the the yellow one where sort of like in, in future episodes, you realize this girl's always on the turps. She's always drinking. Um, yeah. You know, she's got that good backstory, but uh, yeah, it's, it's really cute. Like all the, all the, all the uh, characters, you know, so different. Um, and obviously like the lead is just straight edge as possible. And is it in the first episode that, uh, is the first episode that he says, like he's sort of working out with that he does like her. And then he gets the okay from the, you know, the professor of the gelato crew to be like, you got to chase that. You got to go for that. You know, you've got my permission to tell her how you feel, you know? So yeah, it's, it's so cool. And even how that goes down, like it's, it's, it's so cool. Yeah, it's it's fantastic because yeah, he's in there pumping iron, yeah, you know, doing what he can. And, and Professor Professor Big Gelato is his name. Yeah, which is, you know, <laughs> some of the names, names of the characters too. are just the best slash the worst. I love it, and, uh, and he's sort of like he's he's so like in in uh, Fudo's corner. He's, you know, he's he's a you know purveyor of justice, yeah. and fighter of evil. He, he's the man. He's going to lead us to victory. Yeah, but then he finds out that uh, yeah, Fudo has has got a crush on somebody. Yeah. 
But then Fuda's like, you know, I can't, I can't be in a relationship. I'm part of the Gelato Five. That's not something we can do. And he's like, no, man, you know, you go follow your heart. You go out there and you, you track this girl down. And and you know, love is what makes a man whole. Is the line he says. And I'm yeah. like, you know what? That's that's cute as hell. And I completely agree with that. But yeah, he's saying, you know, heroes can fall in love, and that's all all uh, Fudo needs to go, you know, I'm going to follow these feelings. And he, yeah. he reaches out to Decimi and I guess he sort of said, you know, I challenge you to a battle, meet me here at this mm. time. So it's a one-on-one thing. And she goes there under the notion they're going to fight. Yeah. She's ready to smash him. And she's got this giant flail on a chain as yep. her weapon. Her outfits, you know, it's very scantily clad. She's in pretty much underwear and like a real busty top. Like it's, there's, there's certainly some fan service with, uh, with Decimi's outfit. Yeah. And it's not, it's not just Decimi. I think they, I think they splatter that fan service across it, but I don't think it ever goes too far where they sort of lean too heavily on it. I think it's interesting. Like after they go through the holding the hands and they sort of go on to the next sort of date, they're looking at like the beach and he's like, yeah. Oh my God, I'm going to see her in a bikini. But I'm like, mate, look at her right now. She's yeah. half naked. What else are you going to see? You know? Yeah. The, the show doesn't leave much to the imagination, but like you said, it's not done. Distasteful. Like it's, yeah, it's not in a, done in a distasteful way. Yeah. They don't sort of z- zoom in or, or like freeze frame shots on like backsides or breasts too much. It's almost just part of the, the general look and feel of the show. It's, it doesn't, ever lose its cuteness and sweetness like ah. it doesn't fall into a smutty pile which is really great yep but um yeah so yeah they they meet up over night time and they're, they're battling back and forth and then he just yells out that he loves her yeah. like he's like i love you yeah, and, yeah, and she sort it. of freaks out and, and she thinks it's all all a joke because she's like oh so you know my backstory about how i've never been in a relationship and i'm hopeless in this stuff and you're just doing this to get on my nerves and yep. throw me off my game but then he's, he starts mentioning sort of intimate details about her personal life. And she's like, how do you know this? You're talking then, on socials. <laughs> and then he's like, no, you're, I'm protein man on, you know, I guess <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, Gelato it. 5 equivalent yeah. Instagram. We've been talking back and forth. I know all these details about you. I think you're great. Yeah. Uh, you, you don't drink boar uh, blood and, and fight people of a nighttime. Not eating the beans. Yeah, you're the adorable. Goodies, yeah. Your favorite food's pancakes yeah. and, and et cetera, et cetera. And then the wall comes down and she's like, oh my God, this guy's legitimate here. Yeah. And then they sort of stop and have a little bit of a moment. And he sort of asks to, to take her on a date slash, slash be his girlfriend. Mm. And she's like, well, I don't know anything about relationships. He's like, well, neither do neither I. Let's, let's navigate this weirdness together. Yeah. And you can really like, that's sort of the common theme throughout this whole thing. Like, you know, they use every opportunity where they're battling to literally just like, all right, you guys take on the bear and the goons and us two will go on top of this hill or over there behind this where you can't see us. And then we're just going to organize the next date or you know, the next part of that relationship or where they should be within the relationship side of things. Yeah, it's it's so smartly done. And like, it doesn't sort of, it's, it never feels forced. Like they work yeah. out the angles to play and they're like, okay, uh, you know, we get future scenes in other episodes. They're like, you know, we're at the, the gecko evil overlord headquarters. And like, All right, where's the next big attack going to be? What yeah. are we going to do? And then Destiny's thinking, okay, we can do this. And then she'll let Fudo know and be like, hey, I'll see you here for the big battle, wink, yeah. wink. And so they fake fight and then can go off and do all their cute stuff. But yep. um, yeah, they end up uh, yeah talking about this third date and Decimi mentions that she's got a cat and then Fudo's all about that. And he's he's adoring this uh, cat named Helco, but you can see Decimi in the background of the photo <laughs> the in the towel. reflection. Yeah. His heart explodes uh. and, you know, he finds it really cute and she gets embarrassed again. It's just this cute first date awkward romance that you just watch unfold scene by scene. And I love it. But then 
the reality sort of sets in there where they're like, we need to keep this relationship a secret. Like mm. if if this gets out, it's going to be all over the national news and it's going to be horrible. The world is going to turn into a uh, into a big flaming mess. We just need to sort of keep this under the low low and, and do this until we can work out how we can see one another normally. Yeah. And then um, all of a sudden we get, yeah, Misaki, the, the yellow Gelato 5 member. She pops up and like, you know, we, we need you back here, Red. What's going on? And then, um, yeah, Fudo sort of freezes in motion. So then Decimi just absolutely lays him out him, yeah. with, uh, <laughs> and then sort of runs away. And then, yeah, we're just sort of left at the back end there where, where um, yeah, Fudo's on his back. So sort of just... I'll get you next time. Till next time. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Maybe, you know, maybe we can the, do it the standard, <laughs> the standard uh, fighting tropes. Yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah. Reaper Princess flies away, and and yeah, Red Gelato's on his back. He's like, yeah, I'll get you. Get you next yeah. time when we face again, and it sort of sort of fades to black there. I don't know whether it's the next fight or that. Just like yeah, the bad guys never get a chance. Um, and it's always like, even sometimes when they're even like having you know their moments or whatever. Uh, it's usually like the goon or the bear that is sort of like, oh, we're done, retreat. And she's like, oh, okay, well, I'll see you later. I'll see you next time. <laughs> Rare to get you. So it's just it's just cute. Again, I feel bad for the bear and the goons because like, they're getting wild here. And they're like, hey, yeah. come back. Give us a hand. Nah, they're yeah, they, they are the, the eternal punching bags. And like um, Cul- Culver and Bear, like he's he's a giant. Like he's a mountain of a bear. Huge. And he's, he's got these giant like rocket launchers on his back. <laughs> And they're still like, and it's four against all of them. And I feel like as you go, as you go, you know, into the anime, you realize like the goons, it's this art for them not to win, but it's to perform well, like not winning. So you soon realize, so you're thinking that, you know, the goons aren't doing anything. So the bears sort of really do everything. The bears taking on the four. Meanwhile, yeah, Decimate's just gone. So uh, I love the bear. Yeah, it's it's a super cute show, and and as the as the show sort of unfolds in those twelve episodes, I do like that. Yeah, they they pad out Gecko's initiatives and, and how people come to be in Gecko, and and how it's sort of in a, a place of pride for like family members of legacy Gecko members yeah. to become yeah, fellow yeah. Gecko members, and then the ultimate thing is they want to sort of transform into like giant evil creature humanoid things yeah. like that's the ultimate praise for a gecko member yeah so that's the promotion the promotion is like you go from goon to to whatever like the level of like the princess or the reapers are or the princesses um and then like if you get to the next level yeah they, they morph you into some sort of beast so you you don't get much choice they just no. say all right next off the cab is this and they're like all right no worries, cheers so you're that forever um, so you got to make the decision there, but yeah, like Decimate's family is like heavily involved in it, you know. So obviously that adds pressure to the relationship, and obviously it's like Romeo and Juliet, just the forbidden love that should never never be, but they try and make it work, you know. And then through the series, it's all about these people either finding out, you know, or there's a complication, you know, that get that you know gets identified, sort of thing. But it's it's so cute, it's so wholesome. And then like as it goes on, you realize like okay, you know, a lot of these characters are just you know school kids. So they're just, yeah. they're also living their life. They're at high school, you know, they're doing that. You're like, all right, so how old are these? Like, you know, they're quite young and they're all at school. So they bring in like the schoolyard type thing there as well with all the princesses, the different ones. So there's the beast, there's the steel, you know, and they're also different and you get to know their characters so well. I really like beast, by the way, uh, the beast princess. Yeah, she, I think. She's great. She's so fiery. She's so fiery, you know, and I, and it's funny too, because as like the, you know, the theme of relationships, you know, sort of blends in along the way with the, 
with the uh, the series. It's sort of like it, it's not just those two. It you know it forms in other places too. So, but uh, yeah, Princess Beast always sort of to be against it. But it's yeah, it's just it's really comical. You can't take it too seriously. It's just going in there just to have a laugh and a fun. But it's it's a lot of it's a lot of good smiles. It, it's a very easy watch. Like I, I rewatched episode one again today just to refresh my mm. memory because I sort of smashed it all the, the day it was releasing last year. Yep. But then I found myself, like you said, being a, a very easy watch. I'm like, yeah, I'll just watch episode one, write my notes down. And then lo and behold, I looked up again. I'm like, oh, I'm at episode seven. I guess I'm uh, yeah. watching the whole thing again tonight yeah. by it, the feels of things. It really is an easy watch. Um yeah, and it, yeah, yeah. It's just an easy watch. I'm interested to know: Did you watch it subbed or dubbed? I watched the initial run both. So because we we typically get the the sub drop first and then the dub a week or so later. Yeah. I, I was watching the sub on on release, yep. and then I'd rewatch it with the dub. And I will admit the the, the dub version, the voice work, is at a high standard. Decimi's yep. voice when she's sort of just normal Decimi and not. The Reaper Princess yes. takes a bit of getting used to, I yes. think. But outside of that, I love the rest of the voice cast. Yeah. I'm really happy you said that because that's immediately what I thought. So I watched it subbed, really liked it, especially this type of, you know, slice, anything sort of like, oh, I don't know if it's slice of life, but anything sort of this this comical humor to it, like the anime, the the Japanese, you know, watching it subbed just adds to that, adds to that layer, mm-hmm. like it's that over- over-exaggerated type theme that you get that joy and that com- comedic view from it. Like everything's over the top. It's anime, you know. Um, so I really enjoyed it. And the voice actors within the Japanese uh, voice actors is so good. Like her no voice dynamite. is so sweet, you know, and, and it's also can be quite the sweet can, can can turn quite like not evil, but, you know, like it can turn the other way. we like, oh, is she sweet or is she conniving? Is she, you know, it goes both ways. And then sort of only today when in prep I watched the um, the dubbed, um, I really liked I really liked Fudo's voice. It was just decimates that I was a bit like, I don't know if I like this. And I started yeah. listening to it and I'm like, I don't it's not that I don't like it, it's just very different. Um, so I, I think I'm on I, I like I like the sub, I think, at this point in time, but I haven't really watched it all the way through. So it could have changed my mind by the time I watched it all the way through. But I really enjoyed the sub. Yeah. Yeah, her her um, English dub, especially because, yeah, she's got like her imposing Reaper Princess yeah. voice that's got more boom and, and depth to it. But then when she's just normal Decimi, normal high school girl Decimi, it's a very sweet, innocent voice. But yeah, there's just yeah. A, a tone to her voice where occasionally I'm like, mm, I would have preferred someone else to voice her if possible. Like it doesn't take away from the show and doesn't ruin the show. Yeah, But like you said, y- you lose so much emotion and um emphasis from yep. the japanese uh when you're watching it with it with a subtract because they there's there's just so much more cadence and depth yep. and like variety to the delivery compared to some of these english tracks yeah 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 but i'd be like definitely keen to interested if anyone sort of watched it um uh dubbed first and then went back to sub what their sort of thoughts are. But uh, no, I really enjoyed it, especially like when you're talking about those like sweet, innocent moments where it's like she goes from, you know, being the villain to like talking about her cat and that she's nervous and she's vulnerable and then she's cutesy and she's feeling all this love feelings for the first time. I, I, I really just like the way that that was delivered in that um, in the subversion. But yeah, it was really good. Yeah. Expanding on the voice work, I also love that they have a, a narrator. Yeah. This as well, that's giving you the... The, the updates as far as the play-by-play or yeah. recapping 
pre- previous episodes, like you'd see on a Power Rangers or, yeah, or a show. Yeah, or even a Dragon Ball, you know. On the last episode of Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, and, it, and it's great. And it also leans into a lot of that fan service. And the same with yeah. the intro. Like the intro, when it does finally play and you're seeing the transitions from high school student to Gelato 5 member and the transitions and the, the cool like 90s sort of synthy rock track that yeah. plays over it. It's 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 a good vibe. Like it gets the toes tapping. Yeah. And the animation um, is really, really well done as well. Like I was a big fan of the character models, like I thought Project Number 9, who's a studio that I'm not too familiar with. Yeah. Uh, they've, they've done a few titles, but like none of the big giant tent poles. Like one of the bigger ones they've done is Rokai Ubu. And it's it's similar, similar animation style, but I really like the character models. I liked the simplicity sometimes in some scenes and then just the just showing the the variety of emotions on the characters in, in big or, or low mm. moments. And then the the broader the broader shots with the, the environments they had had a good amount of detail. It was it was an easy pretty watch. Yeah, no, I hundred percent agree. Like it was well done um, in the sense of like they can go from that money morphing Power Ranger, all things happening. You know, obviously you got like the the moving parts, the transformations, all this sort of stuff. Go Power Ranger, and then they would just like they can flick that and turn it to that like you know still scenic, really nice atmospheric. You know, sitting under a cherry blossom tree. You know, sitting talking about. Um, you know, love and, and holding hands and all the rest of it. Like they switch it so mm. well and I think they do it, they do both really well. But I, I really like, as, in, as you said, about the narrator, you know, coming in, it's part of that comedic view sort of thing. It's really like that throwback to the, you know, the 80s, 90s type ones. Like I think in every episode, it always goes this to, allow me to explain, you know, and yeah. so the narrator comes in and sort of explains, this is the hierarchy of, you know, the evil secret society of Gecko, or this is the background to this and this is the background to that. So like, so every episode you've at least got the narrator coming in, you know, stepping in halfway through going, okay, I'll give you a little bit more of the backstory. Or I'll give you a little bit more expanding on this universe and the world, which I think that creates that longevity. So it's not just sort of hyper-focused on the relationship. I think the relationship side of things you know, as you go, you form a bond and you actually really like those two characters and you want to see where that relationship goes. But I think you can't lean too heavily on that by itself. So, I, yeah, so I'm I interested. I, I like, I don't know how long the manga is and all the rest of it, but I think if they've got, I like how they've done that for the longevity. So, you know, you want to work out, okay, what's going on in this deco, um, you know, the society and what's going to happen here. And, and it opens that up. And I think it does really well. It just took me a bit of a flashback to, What's it called? Kakashi's Castle? You know, remember? Yeah, oh, Takashi's yeah, Castle. Yeah, yeah. Remember yeah. that, like the comedic, you know, the narrator coming in? Uh, it's got then, a similar vibe, definitely, yeah, yeah, especially I, in the, the the tonal delivery. Yeah, I think so. I, I really like it. Yeah, it's 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 a quick and easy way to just build out a build out a world as well, where mm. they can just give you little snippets and, and really quick cleft notes on, yeah, Gecko or Gelato 5 or this character's backstory or whatever it might be. It's just... It just changes up the tone and the pacing, which which I love. And um, yeah, on, on the topic of the manga, I've tried to buy it a few times. I haven't been able to find actually an English print of it. Okay. So I don't know if they've sort of uh, turned on the turned on the print press yet and sort of doing the global English releases. Yeah. I've found a few like Kindle versions and stuff too, but I'm very big on having the physical print. I love having actual books and actual manga at my place. So I'm holding out until they do a run and I'll pick it up because yeah, I, I'm so hooked on this show and I cannot wait for hopefully another, another season to come in, in the next year or two, because it reviewed pretty well. It was on a, on a few like, you know, best of new anime for 2022 lists and rightfully so. 
Um, I'm gonna gonna ask, what was your sort of favorite moment, scene, or character? It's tough because there, there's not like huge momentous scenes in episode one. It's just a lot of a lot of cute table setting. But like, have you got a character that you're sort of cheering for or rooting for more than others, or that you you know love more than the rest? Just from episode one, or oh, we could expand it out. You could take it either which way, because I know full spoilers. I'm, I would typically ask, you know, will you continue to watch? Uh, okay. The the anime in question and um, uh, spoilers for the listeners. Dane has continued to watch Love After World Domination and he's completed the completed the show. Obviously, if uh, you've been paying attention as the episode's been going along, so uh, uh, yeah, let's go. Let's go full character. If you want to even talk about a character that hasn't been sort of properly introduced or unpacked in in the first episode, you're welcome to. Yeah, I don't know. Like, so the Gelato Five, like, there's a lot. Like, the, obviously, the characters there, they've brought out a bit of it. You know, they've all got different themes, different characteristics. So they could really expand on that. Um, I'm really liking. I know it's like left field. I really like the professor. I reckon he's he's a really great character, and I reckon if they involve him a lot, like they usually just stick him in for either a bit of an emotional drive or a comedic view sort of thing. Like you know, when the the girl on the boat. Uh, they go to the beach and the girl on the boat with the yellow, she's having a beer. And then, you know, one of the other gelato fires like, you can't drink, you know, we're on, you know, we're on patrol sort of thing. And all of a sudden he comes to professors like, yeah, beers for everyone, you know? So <laughs> you're like, all oh, right, no worries, party boat. Um, but like, yeah, so I'm interested to see where that goes. Like, obviously I just want to see where the main characters go as well. I want to see how that sort of forms and what sort of comes up there. Decimate, I really like... I think there's a lot of depth to Decime and I think like Fudo, I feel like he's straight, he's learning, he's progressively getting better. Mm-hmm. But I think the layers are with Decime with like the family, with the organization, with the relationship, there's a few things there and it's sort of just, she continues to open up uh, more and more. So I'm keen to see, I'm keen to see where that goes and any sort of new characters. And there's a whole bunch of characters that they've sort of just like spread across and just opened a little bit, um, you know, I still love the bear. I see where the bear goes, but I don't know where how far he's going to go. And I like the fact that they're opening it up now to all these beast characters too. So you've got like all these different beast characters that are very different, different personalities, and they seem to like, um, you know, be pretty close with these princess sidekicks. So I don't know. It's like I'm going to go with Decime for at this point in time. What about yourself, mate? Is there a particular character that you sort of like keen to watch and see progress? Yeah, I'm I'm completely in lockstep with you where where Decime and just she she gets a lot more time to to peel back those layers in in season one mm. and yeah you, you learn more about her family and, and how she came to be part of Gecko mm. and all the broader responsibilities and stresses that come with expectations from Gecko and the family and whatever else. So I'm yep. very curious to see where that plays out. Like yeah, Fudo. Yeah, he doesn't have a lot of lot of varieties. Yeah, he's very very typical. You know, he's he's the generic Captain America yeah, type. You know, he's straight laced by the book. He'll do anything for you, yep. and you know that's that's beautiful and endearing. But I think in future seasons, I hope they can maybe build him out a little bit and even yeah. maybe show some more of his flaws. Yeah, like and maybe there's a, a backstory there as to why, where, like how he you know how he came to be sort of thing. Maybe there's a grind story there. You know, a little bit. You know, like it'll be one of those, allow me to explain, you know, Fudo was actually like this, you know, and then this happened along the way and so on. But I think they could be more yeah. invested in him for sure. Definitely. But I, I just love that I can put myself into a lot of these characters' shoes. Like that that part where they have that that second singular meeting where he's comp- professing his love to her for the first time. Yeah. And he's just freaking out. And there's this awkward silence where she's like, you know, what am I, what am I here for? Like, if you're not going to fight, what's going on? Yeah. And there's just this, this moment you're watching and you feel like 
did Crunchyroll just freeze? Because it's stuck on this pane for a while. Yeah. But it's because Fudo is frozen and he's trying to build up the courage and the confidence. And then he just screams out like, I love you. Yeah, that's and I'm, it. I was just grinning from ear yeah, to ear. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, yeah, like and they fist do the, pumping. They do the echo and everything. Like they really emphasize like that. Not, yeah, I guess a bit awkwardness, but at the same time, it's that like, here it goes. I'm, I'm really building up everything for this one moment to tell. Please don't reject me. Please don't have any sort of like, I hope it goes well sort of thing. 100%. And, and you, you continually sort of root for these two throughout all 12 episodes. Yeah. Like there's some great moments through every episode where they're navigating this crazy forbidden love yeah. that they're trying to, uh, trying to cultivate, but also keep secret and keep the world safe at the same time. And it's just phenomenal but uh we might shift into the last word which is presented by our friends over at japancrate.com go get yourselves a fantastic cultivated crate of goodies we're talking snacks we're talking treats hobbies giftware over at japancrate.com today but dane what is your last word like what do you want to say as far as the summary bow wrap-up on love after world domination we know that uh you've gone ahead and watched the whole season so it feels like i've potentially picked a winner but what's your overall spoiler free impression slash closing words on love after world domination yeah look i definitely recommend it it's certainly one that like as i said at the start if i saw the title saw the image i probably wouldn't have watched it you know without a recommendation from yourself and like you haven't steered me wrong mate like it's one of those ones that's it's an easy watch you know you, you don't you don't take it too seriously you know there's moments there where you'll just smile it's really wholesome you know you'll, you'll laugh at like the the campiness of it you know it's anime to its level of you know over exaggeration to some things but it's peeled back to you know a really real nice balance when it comes to you know early relationships you know the blind leading the blind you know putting your faith in you know trusting your gut and giving it a crack and um, and I think this really delivers. And like, even for someone that sort of had those touchstones with regards to, you know, your, your power ranges, you know, even a bit of Sailor Moon, like I was watching mm -hmm. that intro at the start, I'm like, damn, this is like a lot of Sailor Moon coming back, you know, fighting evil moonlight, winning love by daylight. Is that <laughs> how it goes? percent my but, man. <laughs> I'm going back in time here, my friend. Um, but man, it's like, I, I recommend it. It's not a, it's good watch, you know? You don't, you don't go in expecting you're going to get this amazing, you know, story approach where you're going to really hit in the feels heavily. Um, but having said that, like, it made me feel good. And that's what anime is about. Like, anime is about making you feel good. And uh, if it makes you cry, it makes you feel good in all the areas. Didn't make me cry, mate. This one, you didn't make me cry. The uh, the the other one that you did really made me tear up. What was that one? That was the uh, My Lion your, April. Your Lion April. Oh, Your Lion April. Oh, man, nice. That's, that's, that was a hard one. But good, but a good, good in a hard way. Uh, the emotions. I love anime. Yeah. It's it's one of the most special things I've ever watched, anime or otherwise, your line April. Like that that thing broke and rebuilt me every episode oh. for all, you know, twenty three or twenty four episodes. I can't remember the final episode count, but my God, that's a journey. But this is also a great journey. It's just one that's a little bit lighter in tone. Like, yeah, I I felt good the entire time watching Love After World Domination. I did shed a few happy tears, not like the big flowing gushing chasms that like uh, Your Lie in April and other shows have made me do. But uh. I did well up a couple of times when it was just those peak, happy, joyful moments where it was just, just joyful tears. And uh, yeah, I love Love After World Domination for doing that for me. But uh, yeah, so I think I think... 
it's a resounding yes forward recommendation for you. You would uh, tell people to check this out if, if they're looking for something fun and uh, cutesy to watch on, on Crunchyroll. Yeah, 100%. Like, don't give it a miss, you know. That's a lot of these things with anime as well. Like, you, you just don't know. And that's the thing, like, you don't want to miss out on these good things that you could really enjoy and it could really, like, sort of impact you in the best possible ways. Um, that's the thing with anime. You look at some of these titles, you look at the images and they can sort of give off different vibes. You'd be like, wow, that's way outside my wheel. But give it a go. You've got nothing to lose. It's this one season, 12 episodes. It'll run real fast, easy watching. It's got some good things. Give it a go. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, if you're looking to kill four to five hours, you can smash out this season in, in one hit quite easily and it's just fun and you'll feel great for doing it because the characters are great. The story's phenomenal and it is cute as all hell. And who doesn't like cute stuff? But uh, yeah, listeners, that brings us to the end of another episode of More Than Hentai, an anime appreciation podcast. Uh, Some quick bits of housekeeping here. Obviously, be sure to rate, review, subscribe. This podcast, as well as all the other podcasts you listen to on the regular because those ratings and reviews help keep those emotional lights on in our hearts, takes no time to do, costs you no money, but means the world to podcasters like myself and Dane. So if you can uh, yeah, rate, review, subscribe, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever your podcast player of choice is, that would be phenomenal. If you want to check out the broader content of 8-Bit, head over to our new sexy website at videogamesandculture.com. If you want to find us on them socials as a whole, it's at We Are 8-Bit. You can follow myself at Brendan 8-Bit and you can follow Dane at Dane Peavy. That's D-A-N-E-P-E-V-Y. But all the direct links to all of us will be in the show notes as well. But Dane, mate, thank you so much for stopping on by the Riverside studio and talking one of my favorite new animes. And hopefully it's now one of your favorite new animes in Love After World Domination. Mate, thanks for having me. And it certainly is. And uh, keep those recommendations coming. Keep uh, tuning into the Hungry Gamers. So Brennan and Ali, always love hearing about those recommendations, all the things that you've been watching. And, uh, you know, I'll keep diving in. Hell yeah, man. Hopefully we can get you back on here for a follow-up episode on something fun in the future. Maybe we'll try and find something that neither of us have watched Ooh. and we'll go in sort of blind with the joint sort of potential reco there. I like so that. let's see what's happening. Yeah, I love it, mate. But listeners, that brings us to the official end of More Than Hentai. So whether your anime be subbed, dubbed, or still yet to come, please enjoy yourself. Please stay safe and much love to all those fantastic waifus out there because you are further keeping those emotional lights on in our hearts in many other ways. But until next time, see you later. See you guys.